I got 75 80. 80. 80. 80. Last Welcome into the market report for week 16 of the NFL season. I am Scott Seidenberg sitting in for RJ Bell alongside the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, as well as the South Point. He reminded me last week, Steve Fezzik. I won, I won the Leroy's invitation. Uh, we're going to have also. to add that now to your new to, to your introductions. Uh, week 16, I can't believe we're already here. The NFL season will be over before we know it, and then we'll get into the postseason, which is going to be even more exciting. But games now are just more important each and every week, Fez. And before we get into the market report for this coming week, which will begin with Thursday Night Football, obviously, this Monday night game that just happened as, we're, as we record this Monday night, Packers beat the Rams 24-12. Interesting, closed at 40 the total at circa 39 and a half at other books. Yes, and so it lands 36 and mm-hmm. if you bet the under congratulations. Good but hit. <laughs> well, fortunate and you know I'm going <laughs> to attribute this I the first guy I heard this say from the price is right is Bob Barker from the price is right but the second guy I heard it Get com- your pets spayed and neutered. Or no, different saying. The price is wrong, Bob. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, the um, Gil Alexander talks about the Plinko chip. Now, Plinko is the big puck yes. that you drop and it falls and it can fall into you win fabulous prizes or you win like only $100, depending upon where the Plinko chip goes. The point is the Plinko chip, the puck is completely random. And did the total land 36 tonight? I would argue no. The total landed 36, 39. And 43, because the Packers are driving at the end of the game up 24-12. And if they face a fourth down in the red zone, they're kicking the field goal. If they The first down marker is at approximately the two. So if they get the first down, they're probably going to get past, not get stopped on the one. And they're going to go ahead and score, and it's going to land 43. But I guess there's a chance they could get the first down, somehow get it on the one, and There'd be just enough time to run out the clock, and that's exactly what happened as the Packers get a first down on the one-yard line with two minutes to play, and three plays later, the game is over, and the Plinko chip, <coughs> boom, lands on under for all numbers at 36. Congrats to underbackers. Well, it, it happens that way sometimes, Fez. It, it, that's just the way it, it unfolds. Let's see how week 16 is going to unfold. And we'll start in rotation order as we go 4-5-1, 4-5-2. Thursday night football, the Jacksonville Jaguars fresh off their overtime win over the Cowboys at the New York Jets, fresh off their regulation loss to the Detroit Lions. McKenzie, what are we looking at? So the Jets were minus one and a half when the look ahead opened last week. Closed minus two before Sunday. After Sunday, World Open was minus one and a half. Money coming in on the Jaguars. We're down to Jets minus one. We are at Pickham, Fez, at Circa and the South Point currently. Total at 39. Looks like some balmy weather compared to the rest of the week. Temperature's going to be 50, but quite a bit of precipitation, rain, I believe it rains in Jacksonville, so this should not be a big advantage to the Jets. Don't think it will be because the temperature is not going to be an icy rain. Certainly, I think this all comes down to who is quarterbacking for the New York Jets because we saw it. Detroit Lions, seen this movie before. The Lions go on the road late in the year. Their offense that can look stellar, even in their good years, completely disappoints. And it happened again, but Wilson was bad. 
And I don't know if, if I can support the Jets with Wilson at quarterback. It looks like it is going to be Zach Wilson. That's at least the way Robert Sala is leaning as of recording of this podcast right now. They are leaning towards Zach Wilson with it being a short week and Mike White still not being cleared by the doctors for contact. You know, the world has changed. It used to be you could play with a concussion. Now you can't play the week after, right? <laughs> well, I don't, it's the ribs. It's everything that's going on with Mike White because he absolutely got murdered in the week, the game. The week I, I have to say that almost like what do they call that when they when they show like a battle scene and it's like scientifically engineered by the – like those, those aren't real people. <laughs> yeah, like, like, crash like, test dummies. Yeah, well, just, just, just the way his body contorted when yeah. he took that hit. I, uh, I can't um, – I can't begrudge the Jets giving Mike White another week off, but um, I will forecast on the total. I would assume Wilson's going to play. I assume that there is going to be a lot of precipitation. The total sitting at 39. It has dropped. I can only see him drop it further. If you're going to get in, I would play under 39 right now. Yeah, 38 and a half is popping up all across the board as we speak. So you're right. This one is going to drop down. Let's move along to someone's reading my texts. <laughs> Saturday. Now, remember. It's a full slate, uh, for the most part, of NFL games on Saturday, Christmas Eve. There is a couple of Christmas games. We'll get to that for Sunday, but Saturday, pay attention, Saturday NFL. Christmas Eve football, there is three Christmas Day games. We'll get to that for Sunday, but just a reminder, there are a full slate of NFL games this Saturday, Christmas Eve. The New York Giants are at the Minnesota Vikings, Fez. So Summerline, back in... In August, Minnesota Vikings minus six and a half and quite a big difference this week's lines. Yeah, look ahead, minus four, then minus five on the look ahead close. World Open three and a half. It was three and a half earlier here on Monday. We are now down to Vikings minus three at minus 120. Yep, 3.25, as I like to say it. That's not a minus three, minus 125. That's that's a real decimal, th- minus mm-hmm. 3.25. You know, I make this game 3.4, so not a big difference between the market and where I have. I will say this, as far as energy expanded, I think energy is more important defensively, and there was a whole lot of energy in the greatest comeback of all time for the Vikings. And there was a whole lot of energy for the Giants in their big win against Washington. If there was one thing I would look to get hit in this game is the over. Currently sitting at 47.5, I could see yet another Minnesota Vikings shootout. Do you think it goes higher or lower? Because I'm seeing 47s on the board. I think 47 will be the basement. I think if you're going to get in, I'd play the 47 right now. All right, let's move on to New Orleans at Cleveland. Summerline, Cleveland Browns laying three and a half. Yeah, it opened 3.2. And right now I'm seeing threes across the board. There are, there is, yeah, there's two rogue three minus 115s. So I make it three. However, You know, I'm in the minority. Another sharp I spoke to said, I can't believe the Browns could possibly even be considered to be laying three and a half. But I think if you look at the weather forecast, the mistake on the lake, Mm -hmm. roll roll on mighty Cuyahoga, uh, snow showers, wind, 33 miles an hour, double advantage Cleveland running team, whole lot of chub. And no team is more uniquely qualified to play in the wind or more experienced, I should say, than the Cleveland Browns. Anyone who lives in godforsaken Cleveland <laughs> knows. But by the way, I'm from Southern Ohio, so we hate Cleveland. So I can bash on Cleveland. Although the boss was fantastic in 1985 in the uh, in the stadium there. Uh, I think that that's a big advantage for the Cleveland running attack. And so at three, I think it's going to 
leak upwards to maybe minus three, lay a dollar twenty-five. Would you concur? This total opened at thirty-eight, down to thirty-one and a half at circa. 32, 32 and a halfs at other books. So this is an opportunity. If you like this under because of the weather, you can shop around and find the better numbers here. And this is an opportunity also. If you are a prop better, when you see a total at 31 and a half, I'm not going to like go through all the different gyrations of different things that you can bet. But like as an example, like the touchdown is always favored versus the field goal. Um, in terms of which will occur first. Mm -hmm. Now, this is fascinating because in high wind, you can't move the ball and you can't kick. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what that's going to do in terms of the number of field goals that are going to occur during the game if it's going to move from three and a half. But in terms of the kicking game, in terms of the various props, I can tell you this. I would be very reluctant to bet anybody, any skill position player that doesn't run the ball to go over in this game. And I do believe that this line does get higher than three and we're closing it somewhere close to maybe four four and a half i'll be honest with you well you've now you're talking crazy talk because i, I like, just think I, I think everyone's gonna fade new orleans in this situation once the once I, the more weather reports come out i agree but remember going from three to three and a half is like a that's like a baseball game yeah moving 25 cents so that like a three and a half is, is an enormous mm -hmm. move right there and i agree I think it's going to close three and a half as well. So directionally, we agree 100%. Next game, the Detroit Lions, the scorching hot Detroit Lions at Carolina. Summer line, Carolina favored. Yeah. Minus two and a half against Detroit. That surprised me. Very interesting there that that's where it was on the summer line. They're not favored any, any further. No. Uh, we had the opener at Detroit minus three. Now at Detroit, minus two and a half. So here's what's happening. The the Jets took all the money against Detroit, even though Wilson was quarterbacking and he yeah. can't play a lick. And it's not that people were backing Wilson. They were just – or the Jets. They were just fading Detroit on the road. The wise guys – The sell high factor. Well, and and why, sell high and, and sell any, any dome team that's a fringe playoff team that plays indoors – we always look to fade them when they go on the road in bad weather. Team averages 33 points per game at home, only 18 on the road. Exactly. Right. And I'm not so sure that the Jets were the wrong side. Wilson was the wrong quarterback. Um, I did, to be fair, it I did. It was a punt return touchdown, Fez. I mean, come on. I did have the Jets. Yeah, you, so did, did I. Well, you were supposed to get the goddamn punt return <laughs> touchdowns in the bad weather when the other team's not used to it. Um, you know what? You got you got timeouts. You probably should use them in the final 50-second salad. Just, just a thought. Um, but now so Detroit goes on the road in the elements. They get the win, and now, boom, it's not going to be as bad a weather in Carolina. It's still going to be cold. And so uh, good spot for Carolina. I agree with the backing them plus three. I certainly think you put Carolina in your teaser mix to tease a Carolina Panther team. Say what you will about them. Only five wins, one game out of first. Yeah, absolutely. And in control of their own path to winning that division. Total 44 and a half. Uh, don't see any juice on either side. So it looks like a steady 44 and a half. Up next, the Cincinnati Bengals with an incredible second half last week are in New England to take on the Patriots who suffered probably, no, I'm not going to say probably, the worst loss I've seen this NFL season. So Bengals, um, well, I don't know. The Colts certainly qualify, but but I, I don't disagree. New England minus two and a half during the summer. Another instance of a summer favorite that is no longer favored. Opened up Cincy minus three, up to Cincy minus three and a half. I want to predict this comes back down to three. 
I uh, I think people are going to look through the box scores. They're going to see. I, I know. I get it. The Bengals are eleven and one against the spread. You take away the Halloween disaster against the hated Cleveland mm-hmm. team, and the Bengals are playing better than anyone in football. But they didn't play very well at all in that Tampa Bay game. That game was gifted to them, basically four turnovers in the third quarter. I think they only counted them three. <laughs> I counted five. Call it four. Um, that was all about Tampa just imploding. And uh, with New England trying to save their season, I think this closes back at three. I would grab the three and a half right now if you were going to bet this. Total 39 and a half down from the opener of 42. Under the weather, I've written cold. <laughs> I could probably be more descriptive than that. Um, oh, so I've got the temperature ranging from. No, that's a different game. Never mind. So, yes. 32 degrees is what I'm seeing. That's cold. Yeah. So Just cold. Yeah. Next game we have, speaking of cold, Buffalo at Chicago. So summer line, Buffalo Bills. We're laying seven half to the Bears. It's inflated slightly. Opened up at Buffalo minus 10. Now Buffalo minus nine. There is a, an eight and a half out there. And I see the total at 41. It's getting hit downward. And I agree with this move. You know what? They talk all the time about how cold weather doesn't promote unders. And they use all the stats showing, yeah, if you bet every really cold weather game, um, that you don't really don't make any money betting under. Well, that's because the total drops all week long and yeah. it closes 37. But it's not 37. You can still get 41. I'll go ahead and disclose. I gave this out to my clients tonight. Under 41. I think it continues to drop. Now, this is a game where the temperature, uh, the low in Chicago, I think it's going to be one. Reminds me of planes, trains, and automobiles when John Candy and Steve Martin are questioning, what, what do you think the temperature is? And the other guy says, one, one. <laughs> you like the, the, the Bears taking, you think the Bears, this line gets even lower? Money coming in on Chicago after what they saw last week? I don't Philly? like what I'm seeing from Buffalo at all. Huh. Um, I will say this, the Bears, I'm a little reluctant to back the Bears, and here's why. Although I would still look that way. The Bears got a phony cover this past week where the Eagles absolutely out them. And so I'm not so eager to back a team that gets a phony cover the week before, but gun to the head right now, I, I would back the bears. And certainly I don't want any part of Buffalo Houston at Tennessee summertime line, Tennessee Titans minus nine and a half Titans. Not so good this year though. Titans did open at eight and a half down to a flat minus seven. So I've got down a note under Houston energy question mark. Almost one as a big underdog, 18-point dog against Dallas. Almost one as a 14-point dog against Kansas City. Down to the wire, both games. How much do they have left? Tennessee suddenly needs the game like blood. I have a big T by Tennessee. That doesn't stand for Titans. That stands for teaser candidates. Ooh. I would tease Tennessee. Uh, I, I agree with you there. I think Houston, it's all about the number one pick right now. Just secure it and move on, and that's all they're doing. Seattle at Kansas City. So, summertime line, minus 11 Chiefs. Chiefs opened up minus 9.5 and and have stayed minus 9.5. There is 110 out there on the board. So, bad spot for Kansas City. Uh, It's going to be 12 degrees. Uh, Third, three straight road games. So, I know as as an NHL handicapper, 
I assume this applies. Let me ask you this. In baseball, the handicappers love fading the baseball teams that come home from the road trip. Mm. Same with the NBA. Does that apply in the NHL also? Uh, I've, thought of, I've thought about it at times, and it, to, to me, it's all dependent on when the games are. Like, if you have two games off, two days off in between your, your road game and then your home, I don't think it applies. If you're on the second of a back-to-back, I, I think it does apply. I think where the reason it really applies here is that this is a really bad spot for a Kansas City Chief Bar. You've been on the road for three straight weeks. There's some kind of important event um, that occurs this at the end of this month. I think it, wait, wait. Well, it occurs the day after this, the, the, the night of this game. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is Christmas. So there's, <laughs> the, there's a holiday called Christmas on December 25th, and I think that Kansas City probably is woefully ill-prepared for it, having been on the road every weekend and so busy. Um, I would still, I, I'm no problem with teasing Kansas City down to minus two and a half. Let me emphasize enough. You cannot tease to minus three. Mm-hmm. Just just give your money away. Just give, just, there's a Saturday Night Live skit one time with, with Belushi, I don't know which one, that um, he's a chess coach. Okay. And he sees his kid make this horrible move, and he's like, just give him the king. Just <laughs> give him the king. If you're teasing minus three to minus three, just give him your money. You're not going to win. you got to get to minus two and a half. So pay the seven for the seven-point teaser here. Yes. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Atlanta at Baltimore, and I think this line might indicate – that we could get Lamar Jackson. So summertime, absolutely. Summertime line, Baltimore minus nine and a half. Yeah, open Baltimore six and a half, up to Baltimore minus seven. There's even sevens minus 115 and minus 120 out there, which would be a 7.25, like you say. So I made the line 3.25, which means I've got the wrong quarterback in this game. So Ah. clearly it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Vegas is telling you that. Apparently he's going to practice this week. Um, only 20 degrees, so cold day. That's not good for Baltimore, but that's really bad for Atlanta. I've got another tee by this game, another excellent teaser candidate with the Baltimore team. Yeah, the Dome team in Atlanta. Total was 41, down to 37.5, even a couple of 37s out there available. Let's go to Washington at San Francisco. And summertime line, 49ers minus 7.5. Not much has changed. 49ers opened at 6.5. It's at 7. There is a few 7 minus 115s. Another T. So I have no problem teasing the 49ers down from a minus 7 to minus 1. We're not supposed to tease home favorites minus 7. But you know what? When a team's like a minus 7.1 or minus 7.2, in other words, there's some 7s and some 7 halves. I have no problem teasing the 7, the books that have the 7, down to a minus 1 or a 6.5 point teaser down to minus a half. By the way, I talk a lot about teasers, and it's just the way that I bet. I, I firmly believe that these Wong Advantage teasers with the seven and a half point favorites and even a seven point favorite are superior bets to laying the minus sevens or the minus seven halves. And I've been very profitable over the years. I'll continue to do that. Uh, did not have a good week in the NFL. Let me disclose that. But I did get there with my Green Bay teasers. Yes, you did. Uh, I, ooh, I'm a screen blinking at me. Another book just went to minus uh, 17, actually, on minus seven San Francisco. You think this ticks up seven and a half? I make the game seven and a half, and my power ratings are impeccable. Sometimes. All right. I, I used a lot of your power ratings last week on the Dream Pod. Which one do you disagree with the most? Ooh. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I disagreed so much because you have the Giants really, really low. 
and I was on the Giants in that game against Washington, but I utilized your rankings when it comes to, like, what the game should have been Mm -hmm. versus where it actually lined up, and you had Washington and the Giants at, like, maybe three points different from each other, and... I don't think the game should have been four and a half. Uh, three on a neutral, I give mate. If you want to give one and a half for the home field, I just thought that there was little close, closer than three points between the two teams. So it sounds like I you, you press the green button, I owe you even more money. <laughs> Wonderful. But uh, it wasn't about just – It wasn't to me it wasn't about where you had each team. It was about the gap between yes, them. Yes. That was where I disagreed with, with uh, what you had there. All right, let's move along. Philadelphia at Dallas. Fez, the most interesting line of the week. You know, I wrote the summer line. I know this is not correct. I wrote minus four. Now, I've got a printed copy of the – Westgate, and I know I followed this line, and it was four, and it moved to three. Remember, during the summer, uh, Philly took um, zillions of dollars mm-hmm. of money after Scott Seidenberg said they're the best team in the NFC, <laughs> and their season win number went from eight and a half up to like 9.8 by the time it was all over. So uh, that summer line did move from four to three. Yeah, and it opened at Philly minus one and a half, and then Monday happened. The line is now at, oh, excuse me, opened up Dallas minus one and a half. The line is now Dallas minus six. This has been talked about all day. Obviously, no one knew it yet, but eventually the reports came out about Jalen Hurts' injury. Yeah, and I feel bad in that, um, by the way, AJ got the memo late on this one. So um, went ahead and he correctly stated this line makes no sense. How the heck can Dallas be linked to an F? Philly's better than Dallas with Hurts. And there were whispers, there were rumors, mm. something's not right with Hurts. And I, I caught a piece of that, frankly. And um, I, um, I, uh, I got told to shut the F up <laughs> from someone who gave me the tip so I couldn't pass it on to anybody. You know, so I bet it. And sometimes this happens, you know, with the information. So I got down minus one, minus one and a half, and minus two and a half. And then you blink, and it went to three and a half. And then you, and then you blink again, and it went to four. Five, Five and six. Yeah. And did something happen to Gardner Minshew also? Is he injured as well? Because Gardner Minshew is an excellent backup. Mm-hmm. So so get this. I have a four-point difference. Hurts versus Minshew. I've Hurts two points better than an average quarterback. That makes him a top-five quarterback. That is not a s- slam in the face um, of Hurts. And I have Minshew minus two, one of the best backup quarterbacks. So four-point downgrade. Well, wait, if the line was one, then the line should be five. So I tell you what, if this line goes to seven, there's going to be a feeding frenzy on da- on Philly plus seven. Now, Dallas doesn't need the game more, and there is always the concern that Philly might say, you know what, we don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get some other guys healthy, and we don't give Dallas the satisfaction of thinking like they beat us. Um, so that could, I think that, that a little bit of that is priced into the six already, that maybe there's more defections are coming, at least for one week. Not yeah. defections. What's a better word, Scott? Uh I mean, it's ball season. Let's call them opt-outs. So, yes. <laughs> uh, there is a set. I don't want to call it a, a, a rumor, conspiracy, whatever. There's conversations floating around the interwebs that Philly might be trying to navigate their postseason opponent. Interesting. That at this point they can kind of plan out who they would like to face well, in I the first round. I, I don't understand that because they need to have the bye, though. They need the one seed. So how can— They, they only they, need oh. one—they they need one win to get the bye. 
Yes. And so once they secure the buy at 13 and 1. Oh, oh, they're going to try to they're going to try to influence where the seeds are on their They're going to try and influence where this the matchups would be. Because obviously I want to play the Giants if there's any way possible. Do you want to play a divisional game because divisional games are fluky. We saw Washington beat the Eagles this year. You can lose to a divisional opponent. Can't lose to the Giants though. They suck. <laughs> Moving along, the last game on uh, Saturday night football, Christmas Eve football, the Las Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh. Let me see. I've alienated half of New York <laughs> and all of Cleveland. I'm well on my way. Um, all right, let's see what we do with Pittsburgh. Summerline, uh, Pittsburgh was the underdog plus one, a, another false favorite line move. Pittsburgh open minus one. Now two and a half minus one twenty. So would that be two point seven five? It would be. I wrote two point seven, but I think your numbers more accurate. You know, I think this all comes down to the weather, where I've got a high nineteen, low twelve, thirteen miles an hour. Las Vegas, they play in. Let me see what the weather's been like in Vegas. Actually, it was, kinda, it's been cold. Then. It's been kind of <laughs> cold. It hasn't been eighteen degrees well, um, indoors. It's kind of nice. I I tell you what. I don't think it's a very good spot for the Raiders off the world's most miraculous. Um, you, you remember the Holy Roller? Did you read about it? You were too young, well, right? Well, they changed the rule after that because now a player has to recover his own fumble. Can't you? Can't another, another player can't recover for forward progress, especially on like fourth down or whatnot? Yeah. So I would I would say obviously what the situation was that the Raiders were in the red zone trying to score. All right, so that that it's not comparable from that point, but. If you asked me, what is the probability that the Raiders are going to score on this play? What happened is that the uh, um, the, the old guy, um, <laughs> the Raiders, Stabler, got sacked. Mm-hmm. And as he was falling to the ground, he spiked the ball forward. But yeah. somehow they ruled a fumble instead of an instead of an in- incomplete pass, intentional grounding. And the ball is just bouncing around like in the 14-yard line, out of timeouts, fourth down, game's over. The probability that the Raiders win on that play or the probability that somehow that the that Las Vegas was going to win on on this play probably comparable <laughs> like one in a zillion and both wound up hitting um but the the energy the Raiders seems like they've done nothing but play overtime after overtime and now they got to go to 15 degrees in Pittsburgh that has such a nice home field advantage I don't know if I don't think it's warranted but I think this line could go to 3 I don't know if it'll stay 3 but I think I if you like the Raiders, you wait for a three, you may well get it. Especially when you see the minus, two and a half minus 120s all across the board. So, uh, And there is a three out there right now on DraftKings. So you can get Raiders a, plus three. But it's a fake three, right? Three it's minus 25. Three. Yeah. yeah, it's a fake yeah. three. But one thing about the fake threes is that sometimes you can, and with a seven-point teaser, you can tease from a three up to a 10. So that's you, you can sometimes look to tease stuff, although this certainly looks like a type of game I know all the Raiders do is play close games, mm-hmm. but this might not be a close game. I could see the Raiders getting run out in the cold. Ooh, I was because I was going to ask you at two and a half, are the Raiders a teaser candidate? I don't like teasing two point seven games. Okay, I don't like I like okay. teasing two two and two two point two five games gotcha. that have no chance of ever getting a three. Yes. Let's go to Christmas Day. Three games on the NFL schedule for Sunday, Christmas Day, starting with Green Bay at Miami in a game, Fez, that I myself circled when the schedule came out many, many months ago. Because of the the rest advantage that Green Bay... No, because I always fade 
cold weather teams at the end of the year going into warm weather situations. And I looked at the schedule, and this was the only game in the month of December that applied across the NFL. Green Bay coming out of the frigid temperature, going to South Beach. And I have bad news for you. The Arctic thrust that's hitting the Northeast is extending all the way to South Beach. <laughs> the temperature in this game is expected to tip off, to, to kick off at 57 degrees. Ugh. I am sorry. That's, however, that's balmy for Green Bay. However, you um, you do have a rest advantage. Miami played Saturday. Green Bay just played last night. So, and and bottom line is, it is still a 50 degree difference in temperature. But you know what? <laughs> It's 57 degrees. I don't even know who that benefits. Um, but I like the rest edge for Miami, who's playing better. Um, so I think you got the right side, if not for the but – but I don't think the weather is going to have a factor. Uh, last line I saw in this game was Miami minus six with Green Bay playing so well. But A.J. Dillon gets concussed. Maybe – I, I would expect to come six. Yeah, open three and a half. Miami minus six. There are five and a halfs. And there are a couple of six and a halfs. So it looks like it differs. Summer line, Miami was plus two and a half. I like mm-hmm. that more better. Certainly. We move on. Denver at the Rams. Rams also played. So we have the rest situation here. Summer line. Uh, Rams minus three and a half. I don't think I've ever seen so many crossover favorites. What we got now? It opened Rams pick at minus 115, which would be a point one five line. Okay. I'm learning the math here. And now we have Denver minus one. Yes. You know, with a total of 35 and a half, I don't care who's favored, all right? Whoever's favored by one and a half, I like the other guys in the teaser. So I, I do this a lot. So I let the odds maker choose which team I'm going to tease. When you got a low total and a game line close to pick them, I, I, I say, give me, give me a teaser. Like Jacksonville Jets, give me a teaser. Same with Denver Rams, and you guys decide. Whoever you make favored, that's the team I'm going to tease against. <laughs> Final game, uh, Christmas night football, Sunday night football. Tampa Bay, after the disastrous second half, at Arizona. So Arizona summer line, plus three. Arizona looks like it's going to be McSorley, their number three quarterback. The Despite Tampa Bay sucking, the spread has gone higher. Opened up Tampa minus three. Tampa minus six at Circa, five and a half at Westgate, five at South Point. So it looks like the books are differing on this one. Tampa Bay's due. They're due for a good game. I'll say this. Tampa Bay, I watched that whole Bengal game. (laughs) Tampa Bay completely outplayed Cincinnati that entire game. Uh, How they got run out and and got 34 straight points scored against them after dominating Mm -hmm. for a half, I don't know. Um I know I don't want Arizona. I think Tampa Bay is pretty that is the deadest division leading team in the history of football. They're favored to win that division. Somebody's got to win. Bet against them next week. Finally, Monday Night Football will wrap up week 16, the Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. And to complete what has to be seven games across the board. You know, the, you know what the number one lesson might be on these summer lines? If you can catch like a plus three, mm-hmm. go ahead and bet it because it's going to change. Because it, and if it changes to plus five, you're not you're not horribly screwed. You mm-hmm. can still still be okay. Indianapolis will still cover against Minnesota sometimes. <laughs> you know, um, if the if the line goes to five, but the number of times that this flips the favorites on these spreads that are two and a half to three is is remarkable. Indy was favored no longer. Yeah, uh, opened up Chargers minus two and a half up to Chargers minus four. Yep, and sharp money. I saw there were some threes, and they got gobbled up immediately. 
you know what? I get it that the Chargers are playing better. Um, they're um, they got their wide receivers healthy now, but it wasn't the offense that won that game. It was the defense, and still a whole lot of backups on defense. So the Chargers defense playing better. I don't trust the Chargers on the road. I don't know what Indianapolis's mindset is after blowing the lead. The fact they blew it on Saturday, you want to get right back on the field immediately. Now they got to wait nine days. I think that that's going to stem a monster Herculean effort, even without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I could see betting this right at post and taking Indy, hopefully plus four and a half. Let me ask you a uh, awards market question with the Jalen Hurts injury. Patrick Mahomes has now overtaken Hurts to be the MVP. Is there still, is there value now on Jalen Hurts 15 weeks, can he, did he, has he done enough to win the award? And it, it, would you take him at a increased number considering where it was prior to the injury news that came out on Monday? No, he has no chance to win, and here's why. The, the, the pricing on these award stuff is not as inefficient as you might think. So going in, Hertz was a slight favorite against Mahomes. So maybe Hertz was like minus, I could be off by 20 cents, but Hertz was like minus 130, Mahomes plus 150. They were close. They were in the same conversation. And now that he's going to be a no-show, likely the final four weeks, I don't think he's going to play until the playoffs. But he could have not played anyway because they're 13-1. and one, Maybe they're 14-1, and one, and maybe he sits it's out. It's going to make all the difference in the world. They're going to stack it up, and they're going to show Mahomes with his 46 touchdown passes, and he's going to have 15 more touchdown passes. I'm making up numbers here. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's just it's going to be too much of a disparity to overcome. But pulling back the curtain – I did get a piece of this, um, and people that say, no, you didn't. It's like, yes, I did. Um, I got some Mahomes at, at plus 140-ish right when that news mm-hmm. – right after that news broke. So, And the show, you, your window of opportunity is small. When you hear something like this, when you hear a major injury, Andrew Luck is retiring, um, oh, crap, I didn't get the minus one and a half because Hertz isn't playing – well, then start start using you know start thinking about all the things that hurts is associated with. Maybe I can bet against the Eagles the following week. What else? Let me bet the MVP market. It was a two man race. Boom. That's the case. Like like, and I'll use an example. The fantasy football guys suck at this. They because they're well aware of everything. They know that they're following it nonstop. And for whatever reason, it's just more important for them to go get their Denny's Grand Slam to, to, to make money betting. Because every single fantasy football geek that's following every one of these you know, news information things should have had a piece of Mahomes plus 150. Mahomes now minus 350. Josh yeah. Allen plus 550. Jalen Hurts plus 550. Yeah, um, Mahomes could get, hurt, could get hurt next week. So no thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, Fez, this is the market report for week 16 of the NFL season. Uh, any closing thoughts on this slate? Uh, I will just predict that the it's shocker. It's going to be really cold in Chicago. The under 41 would be my number one prediction for a line move. I know it's down to 40 and a half, but there's 41 still out there that I'll, I'll predict it closes 38 and a half. That's and will we see the lowest total that we've seen so far? New Orleans, Cleveland dropped down to even lower than where it's at right now. Thirty one and a half. It all depends how horrible the weather is, although I do think that's the lowest total you've ever seen. Well, no, because there um, there is a uh, a 31 sitting out there in college bowl land right now. Which 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 game is that 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 Iowa? 
Yeah, the Iowa total is 31. So um, amazing that this would be a great prop. Who will be higher scoring? Iowa, the Iowa game, or the Cleveland game? Um, I think I, I, it would get a lot of action. Or put a salami on both those games combined. But, you know, back in the NFL, I'm certain that there were lower totals just, just because I, there was a time where totals in the NFL is very commonplace to see 35s all over the place, even without weather. Back in the mid to late '90s, back that was back when the defense could flinch, and if the offense moved, it was a penalty on the offense. So the rules have changed dramatically since. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there was a total of 30 uh, a couple of years ago. So that was um, um, maybe that's what it was. The, the the maybe that was the lowest. I now, don't know. Now, now there were two games in particular that I can think of. You know, going back on that should have been the lowest totals. There was a Miami Pittsburgh game played in a monsoon where there was like a couple punts that just landed mm-hmm. and stuck into the ground four inches. You know, it was so waterlogged. That was a three nothing game. And then there was, of course, the lake effect snowstorm Indy Buffalo where no one could score in that game as well. Yeah, I'm looking at a Buffalo-Miami game that was set at 30, played between Drew Bledsoe and Jay Fiedler in 2004. <laughs> and all, th- all things being equal, I would say the average 34 total I like over. I would think the average 31 total I probably want under because it's, you know, we used to play. I went to school at Northwestern, so we would play on the lake fill, all right? And we learned the hard way when you won the coin toss and, and you elected to take the ball in the first half. It, 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 we didn't, it, there were no quarters. So it was first half, second half. You lost automatically <laughs> if it was a windy day because you're going in the win, win the entire game and you were not going to score. Great stuff, Fez. Mm-hmm.